0: Adrift in the great void of space, the personnel on Moonbase Alpha have experienced so much that is strange and inexplicable. They have become accustomed to expecting the unexpected. Paul, did you hear that? Hear what? I don't hear anything unusual. Welcome to the Audio Handbook of the Marvel Universe. A character-by-character look at the coolest heroes and villains that Marvel Comics has to offer. You can thank us later. For now, just listen. All right, cool breeze. It is me, IC Robots, and we are back for another exciting, another exciting and informative episode of the Audio Handbook of the Marvel Universe. This week, this week we're going to take a look at the super weird dude that goes by the name of Swarm. He is a living swarm of bees that surrounded Nazi scientists' skeleton. It's pretty wild. Let's let's bang that gong. Let's light that incense and let's let's get started on the show. You are listening to IC Robots Radio. What we like to do here at the Audio Handbook of the Marvel Universe is use the seminal Marvel Comics series. The series known as the Official Handbook of the Marvel Universe, which is, which is a scientific encyclopedia of all the characters involved in the, in the history of Marvel. We like to take a look at that book, see what it has to say about Dude, and together, together we learn all sorts of fun stuff. This is issue 11 It came out in November of 1983 and it covers everybody from the Subterraneans to Ursa Major. Our guy Swarm is in here. Let's keep flipping through. He is on page number nine and he is, he's sharing a page with another chap. This chap is known as the Talisman. He is, the Swarm is, Directly across from Taskmaster, who we learned about in a previous episode. We touched on this just a second ago. The case with uh, Swarm is that he is he is sharing a page with another person. His entry isn't the size that would necessitate an entire page to himself. So, you're not going to get as long of an episode as you sometimes do. But I'm going to do my best... To make it fun and interesting and also entertaining. We are going to entertain and educate. This is some edutainment, as it were. And the Swarm is... He is a figure. He is a shape. He appears to be completely made out of bees. And he has a pair of long white gloves. And a long purple cape with a hood. His hood is up. He has no shoes and no no other clothes except for... Except for the gloves and the cape, but he doesn't he doesn't have a defined body. He is just a shape, a shape of a person, a an unclothed mannequin. His name is Swarm. His real name is Fritz von Meyer. His identity is publicly known. His occupation is that of a former scientist. His legal status is he's a German citizen. Wanted by international authorities for participation in Nazi war crimes. He is presumed dead by the United States government. He was born in Leipzig, Germany. His known relatives are... They are none. He is single. He is not affiliated with any group at this time. His base of operations is... It's mobile, and his first appearance was in The Champions, episode number 14. That came out in 1977, and he was created by John Byrne. Super famous, noted creator, John Byrne. Let's, let's dig into the origin here. It's, it's pretty wacky. When I saw this dude and started reading this, I, I just, I had to share it with you. Fritz von Meyer was an expatriate Nazi scientist working incognito... In a private laboratory he had built in the South American jungle, using money that he had looted during his escape after the war, so dude is basically one of those creeps who, after the war, after the Nazis lost the war he he headed off into the jungles of Bolivia and he hid out what a what a jerk i wish I wish they would have caught him. I wish they would have caught I wish they would have caught everyone that was involved i I know that this did actually happen that dude snuck off and hid in the jungles of Bolivia. some are caught by Nazi hunters and intelligence officers and such. But I wonder how many, I wonder how many got away and, and did the kind of stuff that Von Mayer did. Well, I don't think any of them are going to do the kind of stuff he did. But what I mean is, you know, continue to live their life and had fun and whatever. Let's get, let's get back into the, into the deets. There, he pursued private research in the breeding and keeping of bees. When von Meyer heard of a meteorite bombardment in a nearby section of the jungle, he set out to investigate. He discovered a highly radioactive, oversized beehive of uncategorized structural variety. The bees that inhabited it demonstrated exceptional intelligence, which was evidenced by the complexity of their hive, their passive nature, and their almost human curiosity. Von Mayer concluded that this generation of bees had undergone genetic mutation as a result of the exposure to the high level of extraterrestrial radiation that came from the meteorite. So, what a lovely coincidence this is. Dude's a Nazi. Dude's hiding in the jungle. What does dude study? Dude studies bees. He's just way into beekeeping, I think. Maybe he enjoys the flavor of honey. I know not. Bees are... Bees are cool, and bees are interesting. I've I've considered getting a hive myself, but when I think about the actual work involved with it, I decide that it's just easier to go down to Oliver's and get some, get some nice organic honey. You know what I like? I like those, like, honey sticks. They come in plastic. They're like plastic straws that are filled with uh, different flavors of honey. I enjoy those. So, anyhow, this guy, he's out in the jungle. He studies bees, and what does he find one day? A meteor. It lands, right? But it lands like... Almost directly on a beehive. And what does it do? What does any radiation do in the Marvel Universe or in any other comic universe? It doesn't make you sick. Maybe in the rare occasion it does, uh, like Captain Marvel. But it doesn't, it doesn't make you sick in this case. What it does is it makes the bees super smart, super passive, and also very curious. So what does our guy, what does our guy, He? what does he do? He, uh, exploits them. Let's, let's learn a bit about that. Soon after, von Mayer begins work in his laboratory on a means to manipulate the bees so that they might be trained to execute his plan of world conquest. Von Mayer built a device which generated psionic beams in a range of frequencies that stimulated the bees and could be modulated to achieve communication. However, his beam did not work his plan, and the psionically simulated bees, instead of falling under his control, attacked it. <laughs> John Mayer tried to save himself by enslaving the queen bee. I don't think that enough can be said about that sentence. He tried to save himself by enslaving the queen bee. How do you, how do you think that works? Was he, was he trying to like grab her out of the air? Was he reaching into the hive trying to get her? I don't know. That's weird though. That is a fantastic sentence. He tried to save himself by enslaving the queen bee. Here's where, here's where it starts to get good. However, by the time he achieved complete mental control over her, the mutant bees had consumed his corporeal body in the process. They had absorbed his cohesive mental field and made symbiotic use of his skeleton to organize their swarm around in the configuration of a human body. They became a group of individual organisms with a collective consciousness configured by his will. Von Mayer proceeded to plan for world domination and became known as the Swarm. All right, you gotta you gotta think about that one for a second. Dude wakes up one day, he's like, "I'm a Nazi. I like bees. I'm going to I'm going to somehow use these bees to conquer the world." And then a meteorite hits in the jungle, and he's like, "Maybe I should go take a look at that." He also he also has some interest in that kind of stuff, so he goes and he looks at the meteorite. And while he's there, he encounters a swarm of bees that are all super smart because I got hit by a meteor. So he captures he captures the hive. I get to use one of those like smoke things that you see him use. He's in his beekeeper suit with his smoke thing and he captures it and he takes it back to his lab. And then he invents like some kind of a weapon that he's going to use to communicate with the bees. And instead of being able to communicate, they, they go buck wild, they eat his entire body, and then they form a frame. Uh, Well, they form around his frame. They build a body of bees around his frame and his consciousness is somehow still alive and it takes control over the entire thing. And this is, this is all weird enough. You wake up, you're a dude. The end of the day, you're a, a big, a big bag of bees without a bag and, what does he do? He's like, I'm going to take over the world. Call me the Swarm. Let's let's dig into the VHS vault and find a moment when the Swarm actually appeared on Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. Back in a second. That was so weird. Swarm looked super weird in that episode. Look it up on YouTube. It is well worth investigating. And and the guy looked like Arthur from The Tick. Like he had wings and he looked all all feeble and dumb. He's and master. he's like... I am a worker. I work for Swarm. very weird stuff from here uh swarm his well there isn't a lot of there isn't a lot of glory which is good because i don't think that i don't think that this dude deserves a lot of glory more or less he he encounters the champions the champions the superhero team out of los angeles with like hercules and all those guys they were a bunch of b-listers that teamed up together Moved to LA, became the champions, and they, they tried to get themselves a push, and they didn't, they didn't really, they do have a good name, and I could see that name emerging again in comics, but they, they didn't, they didn't get too far, let's, um, let's see what there is left to say about good old Swarm, let's, uh, let's jump back into the, into the tale of Swarm, where where was i these plans for world domination were thwarted once by the champions of los angeles who were a short-lived team of crime fighters the champions inadvertently caused swarm's body to disperse leaving a dormant radioactive skeleton i i did a bit of research the the entries sometimes in these aren't incredibly detailed and i did a bit of research and this is this is just going to be me paraphrasing, and I might not be 100%, I might not even be 80% correct, 50%, I know not, I, I read it once, and I'm just going to, I'm going to retell it to you in a quick manner, because I, I thought that it was interesting, there were some Nazi hunters out there after von Meyer. this was, this was a common occurrence after the war, people were, of course, looking for revenge on the Nazis, and nobody Nobody slept well knowing that these guys just escaped, so there were people out there on the look for him. So dudes went on the look for him and they found him in the jungle and they encountered him as a swarm. They were they were able to get a hold of the queen. And when they got a hold of the queen, the swarm dispersed, and the Nazi hunters took her to the United States, and while they were there, the the rest of the of the bees, the bee swarm, I guess is the word I have to keep using over, but they they could sense the queen off in the distance and they traveled across across the sea to find her and when they eventually encountered the champions in los angeles it was a it was a giant battle for the queen the swarm against the champions and hercules and i don't even know who was in the champions outside of hercules let's let's check that out really quick uh fortunately i am on the earth base so i do not i do not have to deal with the aol dial-up and all that let's uh get onto the google chrome and we are we are going to look at the champions i wonder if they ever just like called themselves the champs i might i might do that from time to time if i was you know trying to be kind of spunky kind of cool Alrighty, here I have it. The main characters in the Chompy Ons was Angel, the X-Man with the with the wings, Black Widow, Dark Star, Ghost Rider, Hercules, and Iceman. Who is who is Dark Star? Let's go and look at that. Dark Star is a fictional character, a mutant superheroine who has belonged to various super teams, including the X Corporation and the Champions. What are what are her powers? Let's see. She um. First appeared in Champions number 7 in August of 76, and she can manipulate dark force, fly, teleport, shoot, shoot beams. She can create solid constructs out of dark matter. That's pretty cool, I guess. Let's go back to the chomps, and the other members are Ghost Rider. Hercules and Iceman. That was a pretty dope team, now that I'm looking for him here, Adam. The Ghost Rider is great. He's never really achieved the kind of success Iceman was, he was known because of, you know, Spider-Man and the Amazing Friends. Hercules is Hercules. Black Widow's always been cool. This is a cool team. And then there was another team of champs in 2016. And this team is not as cool, in my opinion. It's just me thinking that it's the new Ms. Marvel, the new Spider-Man, the new Nova, the new Hulk, the robotic daughter of the Vision and the young version of Cyclops. I I see what you're trying to do here, Marvel, but it's not going to work. Nobody wants these characters. We want the old champs put together a team with Ghost Rider. The Ghost Rider we know, Johnny Blaze, the Hulk we know, Bruce Banner, all these guys we love, Iceman. Put that team together and someone'll read it. But these guys, a bunch of millennials, I know not if I would ever consider reading the Champs of 2016. Probably not. Let's uh let's get back in here. There is there's like one brief paragraph about Swarm then we can take a look about his powers. Months later, Professor Morris Sloan of Empire State University Biophysics Department obtained Von Meyer's skeleton for investigative research. It's not a good idea. I cannot see how that's gonna work out well. Sloane hoped to discover a means to control the superintelligent bees for beneficial agricultural purposes. In his enthusiasm, Sloan overlooked an infant queen bee that had lain inside Von Meyer's skull since his encounter with the champions. The Queen Bee responded to Sloan's treatments and reassembled the mutant bees that had formed Swarm. Swarm terrorized the campus, but was ultimately defeated by Spider-Man. The dormant skeleton of Von Meyer is currently being held in a lead vault at the college. That's interesting, too. I would imagine that it would be on the raft, or in the negative zone, or in that super-shrinky prison that Aunt Aunt, what's his Ant-Man, Hank Pym, made. But no, it's on a college campus. So there you have it. That is... That's the history of Swarm. He has popped up a couple times. He was on an episode of Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. He was also on an episode of the more current Spider-Man cartoon, the one where he is Spider-Man and the Sinister Six, Spider-Man and something and something. I, I forget. I watch it. I watch it from time to time, but I'm not incredibly into it. But he was on an episode of that. But now he was a swarm of nanobites instead of a swarm of. Of bees, I dig it. They made him a little more current. It's not bad. It's a interesting idea. Nanobots are dope. Let's um, let's take a peek at the at some of the details about his powers, and then then we'll be out of here. Not a lot to be said about this guy Swarm. I think I've think I've already covered the pertinence of all the deets. He is six foot five, unknown weight, no eyes, no hair. Powers: Swarm is an aggregate of mutated bees that live in symbiosis with his mental field, surviving sentience. And the skeleton of Fritz von Meyer, the bees possess sentience and awareness approaching that of human level, as well as an acquired killer instinct. When a queen bee establishes a colony on von Meyer's radioactive skeleton, it enters into a psionic link with von Meyer's brain, enabling von Meyer to control her and, consequently, an entire swarm of her mutated offspring. The number of mutated bees or of mutated queen bees that exist in the world is unknown. The aggregate that makes up Swarm's body numbers approximately 220,000 bees at a time. Swarm can extend control over apparently as many mutant bees as exist in the world. On one occasion, he covered the top several floors of the office building that housed champions with a swarm of killer bees, estimated at at least 2 billion in number. Swarm has used his form to shoot blasts of bees and conduct swarms of bees to strategically retreat, maneuver, and also attack. When independent the super bees revert to a more pacifistic way of life. So it's him. It's Von Meyer. It's his Nazi brain that is making them bad. Basically, if it wasn't for him, dude, they would just be bees chilling and who knows, they have human intelligence. Maybe someday they could contribute to society. You've done another disservice to mankind, Von Meyer. Before we get out of here, let's let's hop on to the world's biggest marketplace eBay and see what we can what it's going to cost us to pick up the first appearance of this Nazi swarm of bees, it is the Champions number 14, and that came out in 1977, I'm seeing, what you got to do is you got to go look at the solds, so you can't see what people are asking, you have to see what people are actually paying, and one went in open auction, it ended last week, and it went for two twenty-five dollars with shipping, here's another one for $4, here is one for $8, so that gives you an idea of the overall interest of this guy. I I like to pick up these appearances. Let's see what, let's see what I can get one for. Let's see what one is going for at the moment that is uh just just on sale. Let's go and see the the lowest the lowest first. I don't want to auction. I kind of want to buy it now and I can get it now. Oh here we go. Here is one. It's in very fine shape. Two ninety nine. Or best offer. I am going to tap on that, and uh, the shipping is three ninety nine. How's the condition? Let's let's zoom on that a little bit. It looks all right. Not bad. It's not tremendous. It's okay. I am going to make an offer of a dollar ninety nine. Let's see if let's see if dude will go for it. I don't I don't need this, so I'm not even willing to go to two ninety nine. So let's. Uh I will get back to you when I do the next episode of this and I will let you know if he accepted this or not. I kind of have a feeling he's not, but then again he might. I don't know. Hard to say. Let's let's get out of here. We got important things to do. You got important things to do. The the world has more in it than just Marvel characters. Not much more that's exciting or interesting, but there are some other things out there that are kind of worth looking into and we're going to Go do some of that. What am I kidding? I'm going to go read comic books. It's what I do with all my time. Uh, Until we talk again, make mine Marvel. This has been an Icy Robots radio production.